Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Welcome, everyone, to Coaching with Kim segment, where I dive into answering your style, dating, and relationship questions live here on the Charisma Quotient. All right, I hear all the time. I didn't feel any chemistry after a first date or a first interaction. And actually many dates fall apart because people see their date, and I hear this a lot, as boring. And therefore, they kind of lack that attraction factor for the other person. And this is both, I hear both men and women complaining of this. But the truth is both men and women have the responsibility in creating attraction based on what they offer one another. I always say, you are only half the equation, right? But sometimes there are things that you can do that will actually make things progress on a date through your conversational skills so that there is that attraction factor. And I see this played out a lot when I do my wing girl sessions and when I practice as a matchmaker. And I saw that when I taught my clients like these conversation tricks using my social engagement formula and other things that I do with them, that people would progress on their date and they would actually see their dates as quote unquote attractive. So there are key elements that are often missing in conversation. And again, this is not gender specific. I wanted to share a story with you actually that just happened recently. I was out on a wing girl session. We were sitting at a restaurant bar and I was with a woman. And one of the issues and challenges she was having was that she knew that she was guarded when it came to conversation and even with herself. In fact, the challenges that she was having is that she wasn't attracting intimate and deeper relationships. Now, had I just had some phone conversations with her, I wouldn't know exactly how this plays out in the real world. But when people come and work with me in the real world, I see it played out. So lo and behold, we're sitting at the bar and these two guys were next to us and we start chatting and, you know, she was really good at the chit chat. You know, she actually even initiated the conversation. We started talking about different wines or whatnot, but then the conversation just kind of flatlined. <laughs> In fact, he started asking questions about her and instead of offering something that was more personal about her, she completely diverted the conversation and went back to the wine and even punted it even more outside of herself and talking about her friends. And so the guy kept trying to draw her in and she kept punting. And this little dance that occurred within the conversation, I saw the guy slowly losing faith in the, in the conversation and attention. And when I brought this to her attention, it was like somebody hit her over the head with a pan. She realized after I told her what I observed that she has been doing this her whole life. In fact, fast forward to all the relationships she's had in the past, they've always been lopsided. Why? Because she wasn't comfortable sharing deeper things or personal things about herself. So this is where kind of our work began and is beginning. And as we 
practice deepening the conversation by offering more things about ourselves, our feelings, things really can move to the next level. Not only offline, I see this playing out online as well. You know, um, there's a client that I was working with and she was texting with a guy. Now, mind you, she knew this guy, right? So there was a little bit of context through work, but she wanted the guy to ask her out on a date. They were doing a lot of flirting offline. And when it came to the texting, it was these dry, short texts. And he would ask, how's her day? And she would say, oh, it's great. And how's yours? And so there was nothing. She wasn't giving him any kind of signal that she was interested other than just answering his questions. So I coached her one day to say, instead of just answering, oh, yes, my day is great. How about yours? I had her answer, well, it's actually better now that you texted, smiley face. And with that, it completely changed the tone of their texting conversation. And by the end, he asked her out. So I know this sounds almost like magical thinking or, oh, how can I just change a few words in conversation that can get me a different result? I'm here to tell you it can. And I have a special guest on this podcast today who has been working on just this and actually for different reasons and I'll have her share with you and we're going to actually walk through a couple scenarios to see if we can help her progress even more. She is near and dear to me and we've been working together for a bit. Her name is Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well too. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so happy you're on here. <laughs> and I know, and you know, one of the things you and I are working on is becoming more vulnerable and real, right? And putting yourself out there. So the fact that you're going on this podcast is a huge thing. So I just want to say thank you. And that's awesome. Thanks for giving me the opportunity too. I'm very excited. Yeah, I know. That's great. Well, why don't you just, you want to tell everybody just a little bit about you, give some context, you know, just who you are, what you do for a living. Yeah, I, um, I live in Manhattan or I work in Manhattan, live in New Jersey, and uh, I work in finance. Um, I haven't, I, I started working with you because I found that I was kind of in a rut uh, at some point spent a lot of time at work and not a lot of time socializing and it's really hard to meet new people and when I do mm. meet people I don't find that I kind of like get that engagement that I'd like and frankly you know um, dating would be great <laughs> but I haven't really <laughs> spent time doing that either so uh, for a multitude of reasons uh, I, I sought you out and have been working on basic skills let's say. Yes. And I, it's been awesome to see just you growing and, you know, you and I always talk about it's the small wins that add up to the bigger picture. And I think, you, you know, like many people out there, and I've had conversation with a lot of you ladies out, out there listening, especially when you get so driven and work-minded, you kind of get caught in this hamster wheel, right? And even the way you talk, the way that you go about your day is very much into just tasks, getting things done, you know? And I know that that was partly what was going on for you. Well, tell me a little more like what you want to work on today. Mm -hmm. What's been playing out for you lately? So, you know, in general about how, how to get something that's very superficial as an interaction into a deeper level interaction, specifically mm -hmm. maybe in conversation or text. Um, I think the uh, introduction you had <laughs> that I was listening to was 
<laughs> really on point. At first, I was like thinking, is that me she's talking about? Oh, no, no, that's someone else. But <laughs> <laughs> See, but, it's common. That, that's the whole point. Absolutely. Yeah. But social engagement formula you alluded to, I think um, that some, the, the emotional aspect of bringing the me too part is really hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. The journey question I'm working on, and that that's easier for me to incorporate because that could be a little bit more kind of like a thinking thing to do. Um, but bringing in the emotional aspect is hard because I view the world in a way that's more objective. And uh, it's hard to turn that part of my brain off. And even something as prosaic as asking, how are you doing? I think you mentioned that in the text example. But um, I, a lot of times, I don't know how to turn a, how is your day into something deeper? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, okay. Well, Actually, let's let's tease that out a little more. So it sounds like you want help or deeper help, more help around just moving from that objective mindset to a more emotive and personal mindset so that when you have conversation, it gets to be more in that feeling base rather than that fact base, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me more, like what happens? So like you're in a conversation and you're talking to to a guy, say at a bar or restaurant or just out and about, what happens when you start a conversation and that objective thinking starts happening? Like, give me more examples of what goes on in your head. Um, Well, let's say we veer, oh, I can give you an example. I was meeting with a friend and you'd advise me to do, to treat it like a practice dating kind of session, right? Just practice engaging. And we were talking about Justice Ginsburg and the fact that she was giving a speech and he was getting tickets. I was like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And he got her first name wrong. I was like, thinking, oh, God, okay, well, that's okay. People do that. And, and immediately in my head, I'm thinking correction, you know what I mean? Like correcting. Like right, like that's not the right name. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. then he said, oh, and it's really important because she retired this summer. I was like, what? No way. And I'm saying, that can't be true. Even if I missed the news cycle, it'd generate four more weeks of like ramifications. How can you be so silly? And then I thought, oh, I'm being judgy. <laughs> Uh and and any attempt at being light and flirty kind of goes out the window because i'm 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 already turning into the whole like police person right saying (laughs) police Mm -hmm, person mm -hmm. of facts or something um but but another example is just kind of like you know we're talking about how i was uh conversing with a uh, with a guy in the bungalow at santa monica i think you and i were there earlier in the evening and he works in finance as well in a different capacity and then I asked him, oh, so what do you do and how do you like it? And, you know, what, what's the fun part of your day? And when he got into more of the specifics of what he did, then I was trying really hard not to turn on my analytical brain or to turn it off mm-hmm. because then it would be like, oh, but how do you do that? And well, how do you, you know, like just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But I become more gender neutral in that context, right? It's not a very light and airy conversation. It's, it's a conversation you can have with anyone, right? Got it. Okay. So you like almost glob onto the facts. Right. And then, right. And then you want to kind of solve that problem or get into the thick of it with those facts <laughs> or, right. no, or finish okay. that thought, exactly. you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I like solving pro- puzzles and I like solving problems. And so if mm. I get into that problem solving mode, I can't do, I like, <laughs> I can't do the duality of 
uh, being light and flirty and also problem solving. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about that. Um, well, obviously, your left brain, which is the analytical mm-hmm. brain, is very developed. There's no doubt about that. And actually, I feel like that's where your confidence lives as well. So I'm wondering if there's a piece of this too that has a little bit of comfort around things like facts and problem solving analytics, because that's something you know, and that you're comfortable with and that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the right brain stuff, which is more kind of what you're referring to as airy fairy or light or, you know, flirty, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, is not, is more foreign to you. You're not used to engaging in those kind of conversations. And it, it, and I think a little uncomfortable for you. So, you know, on one hand, it sounds like, yeah, it definitely is kind of like your default button. You'll go to the analytical part because that's what you know. But on the, on the other side is that there is more of a comfort and a confidence around that as well. Right. I, I completely agree with that. Where does that come from? Like, do you have a sense of you know, what about being kind of more personal and talking about feelings where that, where that is coming from? You know, I mean, I've always been, um, a very analytically or driven person, even as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's always been a strength for me, right? I always did well in school. I always like, like was able to you know, run circles around my mom. And, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's, like, yeah. it's, 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 it's something that I've always like known it's a strength and probably used as a, uh, as a crutch if I needed probably. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I don't think I've ever been, I mean, my mom didn't draw me out that way. So I always defaulted to what I knew and that's the way I conceived of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just didn't talk in, in terms of emotion terms. Um, did your parents or was that just not really in your household? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. traditional Asian American background, we don't really hug or do like <laughs> physical yes. signs of affection too much, but yeah. you know, like it, it's not very, and you don't really talk about like, oh, I'm really happy or this made me sad or the, you know, like it is very prosaic. So I don't know how much of it's culture and how much of it's personal um, predilection. Well, and the truth is, is that, and I always say this, there's never just one reason, you know, why something is the way it is. But I think that's really important what you said. And I think a lot of people share that, you know, when you have grown up in a culture or a household, and it doesn't have to be because of, you know, the culture, many, many people grow up in households that you're describing without it being attached to, you know, a cultural issue. But with you definitely, and I see this with a lot of Asian um, upbringings is that what gets reinforced is success. Mm-hmm. right and education and that's something that's really embedded and important and so maybe that's again that's kind of where you got praised or or like you said there's some accolades around you figuring things out doing things for your family and ways of tasks and mm-hmm. and, and the things that you know it wasn't reinforced, however, when it comes to emotions and dating and socialization. So I always say it's, it's like learning a new language, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like you didn't know Spanish, you didn't know German. And so that's what like 
I think learning together is how to emote, how to be able to tap into that more emotional side so that you feel more connected with people when you're having conversations. Because I imagine when you talk in facts and you get in that analytical piece, like how long does the conversation even happen? Well, it depends on the type of other person I'm talking to. If they're also mm -hmm. analytical, then we can talk for a long time, but it's a very different kind of conversation. <laughs> right. But then how connected do you feel to that person afterwards? And is there ever like, or you guys just end up in like an interesting conversation? So that's a, that itself is a very interesting question because the mm -hmm. types of exercises we've been doing where I'm just rand talking to random strangers, I would say that like, it doesn't really, it kind of fizzles for the most part. Right. But the friends that I have, friends from my law school and from college, um, that actually was how we spent, how we got to know each other. We kind of like, we're all very similar people in that way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think we have a very deep bond driven by our intellectual curiosity and the way we engage in the world and with each other that way, if that makes sense. That way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good distinction because, I mean, there's a difference between long-term friends, you know, where there's history attached to it and you know, there's different context mm -hmm. than when you're meeting people for the first time. And I think what's been difficult too is, you know, when it comes to meeting men and, you know, we're, we're talking about first impressions, yeah. you know, how attraction starts, where chemistry is created. Mm -hmm. And I believe that emotion is one of the strongest thing, you know, kind of parts of chemistry that draws people to each other. So you may feel, you know, a conversation is really interesting and you guys can have like really good conversation for hours and hours, but at the end, you may not feel attracted to one another because yeah. there's not that emotional pull. So the truth is, is that I think if you continued down this path of working on sharing more about yourself and engaging conversation that steers away from facts and moves into personal, you're going to have, you're going to see a big difference in the way that you interact with people, the world, and how you feel too makes sense. <laughs> <I> so, <agree. laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, I mean, I think it'd be fun and especially for the audience, because I think it's such a common thing, what you described to maybe tease apart a scenario or situation. We can kind of practice the social engagement formula that I keep talking about. So I just want to um, go over the, the formula just so that everybody knows what we're talking about. And then maybe you know, you could kind of tell me something that just happened and we'll see how we can make it progress using that formula. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right. So what the social engagement formula is, y'all, is it's something very simple and that I've developed over the years working with so many people. And I was trying to put a formula to what was really happening out there, why certain people were progressing in conversations and having success, and why some people were not. And what I figured out is there really were like four steps that people went through when there is a successful, not just conversation, but where it ends up in a meaningful connection where there's actually follow-up. Maybe a guy asks the girl out or there's, there's some intention of wanting to, to see one another again. And, and the four steps are this. Number one, it's initiation. So that's the kind of, you know, boy meets girl, girl meets boy. How do you initiate to one another? And you know, there's a lot more to this formula, but in a very simple form, I always say come from a place of curiosity, 
use observation and ask a question or make a statement around something to keep you present. And so for instance, you could be, you know, walking into say a bar and you see um, a guy holding a drink that looks really interesting and you say, oh, what kind of drink is that? That comes from you observing something that you got curious about. And then here's the really important part of initiation. Do not hesitate. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things I think a lot of people get caught in their head and they're like, oh my God, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? How am I going to engage in conversation? If you get present in the environment and you just kind of get curious like a kid, it becomes so much easier. So that's the first stage, initiation. Second, now when you, well, this is what I call ask a personal question or a journey question. See, usually in the initiation stage, like Jay, how you were pointing out, usually that happens in a fact, right? Like you're asking somebody about something um, or you're talking about what you do for a living or you're talking about the drink, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a normal engagement of an initiation type of situation. Now, the quicker you can get off the fact into a personal question, the greater the chances you're going to connect with that person on a personal level. So a journey question could be, oh, have you had that drink before? Have you, you know, been coming to this restaurant before? You know, whatever it is that brings it off the drink to the person. Mm -hmm. The third step, and this is really important, what I find a lot of women do not do, is to find something that connects you with what that person is offering so that you're sharing something about yourself. See, this is why a lot of times conversation becomes one-sided. A lot of women do this where they'll ask, maybe they'll get to the point where they're asking good questions, but then they keep asking the guy questions over and over. They're sharing, they're not sharing anything about themselves. So, it's connecting in a way like, oh, I, you know, I love those kind of drinks too. In fact, the other day I went to this really neat restaurant and then, you know, you share a little story or journey about you. Mm -hmm. And so then it becomes a little more like a dance. You know, there's, there's interest in the conversation. There's more of a flow and the guy has more meat to, to go off of so he can ask you more questions. You're not just like firing questions like where were you the night of, you know, kind of thing. Um, now the fourth step, and this is one that most people miss, and it's really insidious if you don't pay attention. This is where I have people emote. Use feeling words. Describe what something means to you. So if you're describing a restaurant that you just went to, what did it mean to you? How did you feel when you were in the restaurant? Oh, I went to this really great restaurant and I love the food. In fact, one of my favorite things in the world is lamb chops. And my gosh, it's such a passion of mine to taste different foods, you know, and really give some context to the person of how something feels. You know, that feeling, those feeling words are so powerful. That is what creates passion. And in the examples I gave before, um, you know, in the beginning of this podcast, that was what I had these ladies do. The minute I had them institute things about them and then how they felt about them, the, the guys just globbed on to that because they felt more passion and drive towards that conversation and that girl. So 
using this formula, Jay, <laughs> let's walk through some scenario. Do you have like maybe something that just happened to you that we could kind of practice this? Um, how about just uh, since I've been trying to practice the whole being social in a bar situation? Yeah. I don't really know very well at all. Perfect. Um, and uh, yeah. Because I, I, I think I find steps one through four all hard, four the hardest. <laughs> uh -huh. Because part of it is that I don't drink. So I, mm -hmm. I feel like asking, oh, what is that? And I, I'm not going to order it. And I'm not, frankly, that interested in the drink. It feels a little bit less um, of an opener for me. Um, but I could do something else. Good. No, good distinction. And I always say this, it should be something that's authentically interesting to you. Like you're not just saying a line just for the sake of it. So what, what are you interested in, in context to like a bar or restaurant? Oh, well, I'm interested in food, but it's also a slippery mm -hmm. slope because sometimes I get so passionate about it that I think <laughs> <laughs> you get the caught up in the food. Like going on about the food. So, but a lot of times I've, I've tried to like, um, uh, recently at Italy, uh, at the food counter, I'd mm -hmm. ask, oh, what is that? You know, like what they were eating that looked really delicious. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Why don't we start? Why don't we start there? Okay. That's really good. Okay. So I'll be a guy at Italy and I'm eating something. What am I eating? Uh, a plate of pasta with mixed peas. <laughs> a plate of pasta with mixed peas. You are specific. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do, is there like a certain sauce we should all be aware of that has that's on this pasta oh, with the peas? Creamy pasta with probably like reduced guanciale and stuff in it or something like that. Like the I don't oh my god, I don't even know what that of, is. Like, See? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I'll just say kind of a creamy sauce, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um good. So why don't you practice the formula? Mm -hmm. and you enter with that because you, you truly are interested in that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so I, I think I, I don't even say hi. It's like, oh, that looks really delicious. What is that that you're eating? Uh-huh. Okay. We'll stop right there. Okay. Before you jump in to the pasta, because yeah. <laughs> I know that you're really focused on the pasta, are you, what are your nonverbals? Are you, did, have you smiled at him? Have you made sure that he saw you? Are you sitting next to him? Like, where's your positioning? That's oh, really I'm important. assuming I'm next to them on the counter. Okay. And, uh, I'm looking over at their plate. Mm -hmm. I have the menu. So it's kind of like, it's a little obvious that I'm trying to decide what I want to eat. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, you're right. I don't know if I would smile. Then I have to remember to add that to the checklist. <laughs> Definitely. I, and I know, <laughs> I know it feels like there's so many things to think about, you know, before, before an engagement, but here's what I, I want to say almost another disclaimer, all these things that we're talking about and practicing, it may feel like so much work, uh, especially when you're not used to doing things in this way. But I promise you, it's just like riding a bike. You know, when you first ride a bike, you have to concentrate. 
you have to pedal, you sometimes fall down, you, you have to get back mm -hmm. up, you have to work on balancing. But after a while, for those of you who ride bikes, you don't think about it. You know, you just hop on a bike and you go, it, it, you become on autopilot. That's what will happen with this. Right now, it's a little bit of a learning curve. And that's why practice, practice, practice. I'm all about, you know, just as much as you can get out there. But yes, so the first thing that I would say, uh, note, is that I have a feeling you're jumping a little too quick into the pasta and not spending enough time connecting with your body. Mm -hmm. Body language, nonverbals are 93% of communication. So that's even more important than what you say. Mm. So think of ways that you could connect with your body and a smile and just kind of, you know, hopefully capturing his eyes and just saying, hi, how are you? Before you jump into the pasta is an awesome thing. Okay. So good. So, so let's say you did that. Like you smiled. I wish we had a video so we could show people. <laughs> play out. So you smile at me and, and then you connect with me and you say, uh, Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that looks like an, uh, a delicious plate of pasta you're having. <laughs> Can you tell me more about it? I'm trying to decide what to order for dinner. Yeah, actually, it's really delicious. It's a pasta with peas and this really wonderful sauce. I'm not quite sure what it is, but every time I come here, I get it. It's, it's fabulous. You should try it. Oh, do you come here often? It sounds like you may have uh, more expertise about what's on the menu. Yeah. Okay. So pause. Hmm. So I already told you I get it all the time. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and then you asked again, that, do you come here often? Like it's um, a little repetitive. Right. right? So um, I would at that point I, it, what's good about what you just said is you, you got more to the personal, right? Like you want to find out more about me, but what's another question you could ask? Because I already said, yeah, I get it all the time when I right. come here. Right. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I, I almost disregarded that because I did hear it. And obviously mm -hmm. I know they're coming often, but I wanted to elicit like just <laughs> this is my own agenda now, right? Because I'm exactly you have to say as opposed to <laughs> playing off that. <laughs> yeah, no, and see, and and I want to actually highlight that for the audience is that often we'll have like our own agenda in our head, mm -hmm. and that prevents us from being present and really connecting in that conversation or with that person because we're so like into the agenda, right? Mm -hmm. So. So try to, you know, what else could you be curious about? So I, I offer that I get this all the time mm -hmm. and that I love it. It's really delicious. You should try it. What else could you ask about? What else are you curious about? I mean, at this point, do I veer off the topic of the food? Because it feels like he's given me as much information about that. <laughs> okay, correct. Yeah. Um, but you could still ask a question in relation to him and the food. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, like for me, some questions that kind of fire in my brain, well, is he a foodie? Is he a cook? How does he, you know, like, is, is, does he like mostly creamy based things? Like there's, you know, there's, there's things that you can kind of veer off of that don't have to be like a direct hit, but you can kind of lead him towards more of a, a personal thing. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Like, it, like tease out his preferences, right? Like saying, oh, mm -hmm. do you like, uh, do you generally like cream sauces? Do you like pasta? And that's why this is a favorite dish of yours. What makes it a favorite dish of yours? Yes. Now that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And that, because that gives me what that question, what makes it interesting for you? is great because that gives me a lot to, to answer you with, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, well, to be honest, I just traveled in Italy, the Northern part of Italy, and I really got into these creamy sauces. And so now when I come back, I'm like searching for those creamy sauces. And I really like, I love food and I, I travel a lot. And then, okay. Do I respond to that now? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, I, uh, I, I really love uh, eating as well and traveling. So I would love to hear more about your adventures in Italy. I've only been to the middle and to the south. So how have you been to multiple places? Where have you been and how, how have the food been different? Nice. Okay. So that's, that's good. Um, I do a little more, you're really quick to throw it back to him. Uh-huh. Like you're doing some touch points, which actually, Jay, is awesome. Like really, it, that, that was good because I thought you were going to totally punt and keep asking him questions. You said, I, you, you know, you, you offered a little bit about you. I want to hear more. Like, do you, have you traveled in Europe? Oh, asking me or me asking him? Sorry. I'm ac actually asking you as a side note. Like oh, you've yeah. traveled in Europe, right? Yeah, I lived abroad in Spain and France for half a year each and also backpacked for months at a time. Yeah, so I've traveled a lot. Oh my God. Okay, say that. Yeah. That, Jay, say that. Well, I didn't want to do it all at once. I thought it would like trickle. Like I'm like, if I say everything at once, I run out of things to say. <laughs> no, yeah, not at all. Don't, don't worry about saving things up like in your reservoir and worry, you know, like, worried about the it's lose. not like husbanding resources okay yeah exactly like you're 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 hoarding all your coins in the piggy bank you're like oh my god i'm gonna run out yeah no you won't run out because the the conversation that'll come out of it is going to be really organic like you're thinking too far ahead that's an example of you thinking too far ahead mm -hmm. so in this way if you offer you know, I've never been to Northern Italy. I have lived abroad. And then you go into what you just said. Now that's interesting because all of a sudden that conversation is going to divert into our travel stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And already it's more personal. Mm. So that was, okay. So say that again. I loved what you just said. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, again, say, yeah, well, you know, I just got back from Northern Italy and I, really got into the creamy sauces and now I'm in search of it. <laughs> oh, you know, I've never been to Northern Italy, but I love traveling. And I actually spent half a year living in, in France and Spain. So. Wow. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh. What, 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 what were you doing over there? You know, the first time around, I was studying Spanish. And the second time around, I wanted to hike and learn French as a new language and eat as much as I could. <laughs> 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 Okay. Wonderful. I'll just like pause right there. That was fantastic. Do you see, like, I don't think you were thinking after that. Like you, we started just getting into like these mini conversations. I was asking as the receiver, if I was a guy by you offering that you lived abroad, that you studied Spanish, I'm fascinated. I want to find out more about you. 
And you, you, you already went to the fourth stage. I don't even know if you knew that because you said, I love, oh, I love. Yeah, I don't, I didn't realize. <laughs> See, I've trained you well. <laughs> no, that was really good because I got a context, you, you know, of just um, something that, you're passionate about and the smile I can almost like see your smile as you're talking that your your giggle that was beautiful that was a great I'm like I'm clapping and Aww. everybody else should be clapping too <laughs> that was really good so how did that feel uh that's really interesting because yeah it's almost like finding a shared interest where I'm interested and they're interested um I feel like it's in the case of an organic conversation, sometimes it goes in directions where it's not as fun for me. And I think I need to take more control by interjecting things that are personal that connect us, but that also interest and engage me more than I'm doing. Exactly, exactly. And you know, and, and this is the truth. Sometimes what ends up being so boring for you is because you're getting so caught up in the minutia of the facts. Mm. And if the people are getting the facts wrong, you're getting frustrated, annoyed. He's too young. Ugh, this guy doesn't know enough. You know what I mean? So I think you would have much more pleasant experiences and interactions if you did get off the facts and find ways of connecting with him as a person so that the shared experience becomes something that's interesting and it won't be as boring. I promise you it won't be as boring as the mm -hmm. facts. <laughs> and he will, he will also think that you are more exciting and attractive because you're this well-traveled person rather than you just sitting there talking about peas, cream sauce, and pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes. So, well, just to recap, um, for all of you that were listening, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind when you're doing the social engagement formula and trying to connect with others is to get out of your head and get into your environment so that you can ask questions and initiate, ask a personal question, a journey story, share something about yourself and emote. And the more you practice doing that over and over again, the more it'll be part of your language. And I promise you, you will start getting results. And I would love to hear from some of you out there if you have any kind of success stories with this as you guys go out there and practice. So Jay, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Any last words of kind of ahas or insights that you have from this? You know, I just want to thank you. No, I, I, I found it really interesting. We've talked about this before, but every time, like you said, the practice makes, teases out new things about it. Exactly. And don't forget the nonverbals. Those are just as important as the talking piece. So anyway, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know what archetype you are, make sure you will log into my new site, seltzerstyle.com, and take that quiz to find out who you are and where your challenges lie. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. <laughs>